what a week it has been here in Whatcom County. Historic uh, disaster uh, that we've watched unfold and, you know, so many people have been hurt and farmers have been right in the thick of it uh, for good and for bad. There's been a lot of amazing things, miracles in some ways that have happened. Also some pretty devastating things that have gone on with this flooding, the Nooksack River and all that water ending up in Sumas and going through Everson and, you know, all the typical places across the floodplain, which is much of the farmland here in Whatcom County. Welcome back to the farming show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Uh, Our prayers are with you know, so many of the, those folks who are affected by this, people who still don't have homes, may not have cars, may have to throw out most of everything that they had uh, because of this. We're thankful that we're hearing, um, hopefully, not a lot of animals were lost if, as we, you know, move towards uh, what happened in the, the farming community uh, with all of this. Joining me here this morning uh, is Whatcom Family Farmers Executive Director Fred Lickle. Um, Fred, you've been kind of making calls and on meetings and kind of gathering information all week long, even as this was starting, um, just to track what all has been happening out there. First, you know, what? how would you sum up how you feel farming has been affected? Um, dairy farming, I mean, anybody with animals, they're kind of they come to mind first because they have to protect those animals above uh, above anything else in Correct. a lot of cases and Correct. keep keep the animals safe. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dylan. It has been, yeah, as you said, quite a week. Um, crazy stuff. Crazy, <laughs> absolutely crazy. You know, I would say it's, it's interesting how this has worked because I think for many of the, the farmers out there, for, for some of them, uh, even though we had absolutely record levels of, of water coming down, some of them it wasn't any worse than what they've had in the past over the years. Mm. And then you have some where it was just absolutely devastating. People who have uh, never seen water yeah, on their property, yeah. water in their barns before. Yeah, and, like and especially those who would live between Everson and Sumas. Mm. Um, you know, there's a, from a flooding point of view, a, a water, a river flow point of view. At one time, the Nooksack River actually flowed to Sumas and, you know, hundreds of years ago and mm-hmm. down into the Fraser River. And so when there's a big rain event like this, that's where you're going to see an overflow. And right now, because of some of the things that have happened in river management, uh, it's it's that's some of the worst place that it happened. And so that's why you saw a tremendous amount of water going that way. You talk about river management, and I know you're very connected with what goes on uh, here in Whatcom County as far as managing the river and flooding issues um, in the basin. I want to talk more about that in a minute, but first let's just run down at least what we know as far as the impacts to farms. You know, some farms did have to move their cows to a different place to high ground. You know, here here in Whatcom County, um, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, We had some folks that had water in their barns. Um, We had one farm that did, I I know for sure, did move all of their animals out for a couple of days um, and were able to move them back in um, once the water came back down. Uh, We had a few others with two, you know, two feet of water in and and some some very nervous situations. But, But overall, 
uh, at least here in Whatcom County, uh, I can't say there was no loss of livestock, but it seems like from what I've been hearing, what I've seen so far is it was extremely minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike, sadly, what we've been hearing across the border in Canada, it mm-hmm. sounds like there, but it was much worse yeah. there. But it, it seems like we escaped that. What we are dealing with a lot is, you know, damages related to, um, you know, the cleanup um, yeah. and and the challenges we have with, you know, parts not being as available as they could be. And, you know, you're, you're, you're cleaning out milk parlors and you're cleaning out uh, uh, stalls and, you know, you just have tremendous amount of cleanup that way, which well, we also already have stress. The, yeah, and we already have this, the supply chain, the supply chain problems in the background. And now when people are really going to need stuff and need it in a hurry, that could make things doubly difficult yes that that is a, a huge challenge for these farms so you know you had you know feed that gets wet you know so grass you know silage and hay and there's there's some of that is destroyed some of mm-hmm. it you're a little bit uncertain on and you're you're waiting to see um, and then you're adding stress to the cows and yeah. and so that just creates a lot of challenges and a huge amount of stress for the people too. Oh, and I, th- I think that's one of the biggest things that we're hearing is that there is folks who you know are taking care of these stressed cows who also lost their homes. Um, yeah. you know, especially if you get into the Everson Sumas area, you know, you're having a number of people who are, you know, helping out on farms that are stressed that themselves are stressed. So you you end yeah. up creating a tremendous amount of challenges. As many knows, many know, and if anybody's taken a drive out to Sumas pretty devastating um you know those that were living in that area there's a a big chunk of of those folks who are right now cleaning out their homes yeah and i wouldn't necessarily suggest going to to go for a tour out there um i did have to go help a friend um so i was for a brief time a couple of days ago i think it was wednesday uh in sumas and it looked like a war zone yeah i had the same thing i had to go check out somebody today and it's it is it's unbelievable yeah uh, it's like something you'd see in a movie, something you'd see on TV from another part of the country or another part of the world, and it's right here in our community. Again, this is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Uh, Fred Lickle, Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers, is with us this morning as well, just kind of giving you a rundown of what we know and we've been hearing, particularly as it pertains to the farming community and, and, and how this uh, flood affected the farming community here in Whatcom County, um, which is where we have most of our, you know, particularly personal connections and, you know, people that we've grown up with and known for a long time and know a lot about the farms here. Um, What's, as far as the damage goes, I mean, barns are still there. Probably equipment needs to be replaced in some cases. Um, Some of the feed has gone bad and may have to get chucked. What about, you know, crops? Hey, what, what does this do? Have you heard about any, you know, major, you know, fields washed out or yeah, I've seen some blueberry fields that look like they took pretty hard hits, raspberry fields. Yeah, there, there is certainly going to be some of that and some of that damage, you know, gets affected. You know, we, we had to look at that over time, but there is certainly some challenges to that. Um yeah, I, I would certainly say we need to look at that. Um, one of the biggest issues that we're running into for dairy is related to um, providing quality grain to the cows. Mm. Um, we have two major mills in Whatcom County, and uh, one of those is in Sumas and had major, major damage done to it. 
um, they are currently shut down. And it's interesting when you see the supply chain, a major hit like that, it has these huge effects all the way through because the other mill doesn't have the ability to pick up all of the, you you know, all the excess or all those challenges that you have there. So you're seeing this kind of a cascading effect. Um, Not only that, but you also had uh, railroad tracks that have been washed out in multiple places, and these mills get a big chunk of their grain from from, rail. rail. So now they're having to look to, to trucking to try and bring it in, but truckers are also... Anybody who's followed that in in you know in the country knows our truckers are currently in a limited supply. <laughs> That's part and of the, the background supply chain problems, and you know the hard to find truckers. You know there may even be trucks out there, but who's going to drive them? And then the, the truckers that are out there have limits on how many hours they can be on the road. Exactly. So that has been a, a huge challenge. I've been in a multiple conversations with, um, you know, what does it take a, a government agency? Because government's been very involved in discussing how we work this through is, you know, let's get some trucks out there. And they go, oh, look, we've been scouring all of Washington state trying to find trucks to move products from, you know, like Spokane or wherever over here. We can't find the drivers to do this. And then sometimes this is specialized equipment as well. And so sometimes you also have challenges with, you know, it's not like you can just load it up in the back of a dump truck always and yeah. <laughs> drive it over. So how, how serious is this right now for keeping cows fed here in Whatcom County? It, it, it is very serious. Um, you know, right now, like I said, you, we, we're, we're moving through, you know, working – Okay, we had maybe two-thirds to three-quarters, I'm guessing, of the amount of feed that we need. And so you're seeing this balancing act going on. Um, and, you know, everybody had some grain supply in place, different depending on who you had. But they're all starting, especially those who were with this mill that had the major damage, the, their clients. It's getting very nerve-wracking. And, and uh, you know, fortunately, it, we did get a couple of things that are positives there. Um the governor just signed an emergency declaration allowing uh, a limit or allowing that limit of hours for truck driving. It has been taken away. So, so truck drivers have unlimited number of hours, at least for the next few weeks, that will be a big help. Um, and it, it looks like that mill, it's still trying to fig- assess all the damage. They have yeah. a tremendous amount of electrical stuff, but they're starting to get a feel for it. And so uh, I hope by early next week we have a, yeah. a better feeling for, okay, this is when they're going to be open. Um, but it's a challenge. And if these cows aren't able to be fed, the, you know, the grain is, uh, you know, the forage is very important for the cows, but the, the if they don't have the grain, that gives them that extra energy to really maintain, especially for those top cows, maintain their weight, maintain, you know, their health and their energy. And if that were to have to be taken away, um, that could end up creating some big challenges. As far as health problems or reduced production or what? Both. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, and one thing I want to make certain I also didn't mention earlier on production is that there was significant amounts of milk that were mm. dumped in Whatcom County as well. Because, because the milk truck couldn't, couldn't get there. Yeah, the milk truck just couldn't get there. And and uh, the other thing is roads are still washed out. You know, that just doesn't get fixed right away or there's damage. And so when you talk to these companies, 
it can take a long time to get from one place to the other, twice as long as maybe it did before because you have to go a back road and around this way and that way. So you can so, get there, but it's like burning up, you know, driver hours. Right. We're now to the point where we can get just about everywhere, but you still have tremendous amounts of, of, of challenges of, you know, yeah, getting from one place to the other. So probably double the time in some situations. Fred Lickle is with us right now. He's executive director of Whatcom Family Farmers. I'm Dylan Honkoop. I work alongside him uh, with Whatcom Family Farmers and Save Family Farming. Uh, and we're up here in Linden this morning sharing with you um, at least what we know about the impacts on the farming community uh, as a whole from this horrible flood that we just went through this week. Um, talking about this feed situation, potential shortage looming, Another element that we haven't talked about here is a lot of feed for cow. You talk about the grain, you know, basically the supplemental stuff that's brought in beyond kind of the meat and potatoes, if you will, of the, you know, the grass and corn silage um, that's, you know, grown and produced and put up and stored here uh, locally is the feed that comes from Canada and canola seed, right? Which is, that's something that they... I don't know. You have a background in animal nutrition. That's an important part of the diet. And suddenly now, you know, the lower mainland of BC and us are cut off from the rest of Canada with all of their major highways, rail lines, everything being severed either by mudslides or washouts. It is it is a real dangerous situation there. And yes, a lot of the canola is something that provides a significant amount of protein for a lot of the farmers around here. It's canola meal that comes in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that has been cut off coming from Canada. Um, they, they're probably they are in a worse situation than we are up there you know their their flooding was worse as you said the landslides mm-hmm. they're they're completely cut off and they've been asking us for help and we don't even have anything to give them yeah. so it it that has been a huge challenge um i we need to have our prayers out for for those folks up there too you know they mm-hmm. had even more flood waters than we did um, so yeah, that that's creating a, even further stresses on our system yeah. up here. You, you're taking away a, a key element like canola meal, and it either needs to go way around into the United States, or you need to figure out how to you know supplement that with soybean meal. And you know you just don't fix those sorts of things overnight. So there's a, a tremendous amount of scrambling. Uh, to figure out how do we fix this. I guess the good news is farmers and the folks they're working with are so amazingly resourceful and resilient. Yeah. Um, they it, guys are scrambling all over the place to figure this out. And um, if it takes it's duct been, tape and bailing wire, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll get, it, make some kind of solution. <laughs> yeah, and so everybody has been working overtime, and and um, there's been a, you know quite a number of meetings of discussions. And I got to say that the you know right now the government has been fairly responsive to tell us what you need. Um, I hope that continues. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not always easy to. Rest your head around what it is that we need but um at least they've been responsive to that i was appreciative that today they immediately got on when they heard yesterday about the issue with truck drivers they immediately got on got it on the governor's desk he got it signed today so that's you know it's encouraging to see that sort of thing um and so basically you know most of the floodwaters have receded and gone but some of the problems are just starting for farming yes yeah it, and it, some of the problems having with this feed issue hasn't even happened yet even though everyone kind of knows it's looming 
Yeah, and and again, a remember, lot of people have yeah. feed for a few days at least. <laughs> but if you were getting low before this, then what are you going to do early next week if you need another truckload of this or that? Well, any anytime, anytime you know an animal has been stressed, um, they need more care, not less. And so some of these cows have been through stress, you, you know, a, yeah. a chunk of them, and so now at the time when they need more care, they potentially could end up with less care. Yeah. Uh, and the same could be said for our crops, right? You know, yeah. we're, we, some of these crops have been washed over. They're, they're stressed. You know, they might be covered in silt. What is that going to mean as we go through the year? Uh, you know, as we get into spring, this could be interesting. It, it's going to be a, I don't know if some people wouldn't say interesting. <laughs> they say catastrophic. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. We, we have a lot of work on to, to figure out what the damages are. Just a minute or two left. So we're going to just have to take a real brief look at this. But you are connected with flood management uh, in Whatcom County and what happens, particularly at the county and county public works level. What are those folks talking about? Um, and what really happened here? I mean, this is all right through farmland. What happened here in one minute? (laughs) Well, Um, exactly. We have the very difficult challenge of, of having to deal with endangered species issues and salmon are an endangered species. And so folks have been paying a lot of attention to that over the last 20 or so years. And as a result, um, the dredging that occurred of the river, the removing of sediment, just hasn't occurred mm. probably in the last 30 years. And so in places, we're really seeing it build up. Um, you know, salmon use that gravel to spawn in. Mm-hmm. So it's not just easy to say, well, we'll just dredge the river. It, it, that's, that, that might be the simplest approach mm-hmm. for us to all take. But the challenges of dealing with that are going to be huge. Um, and we all need to figure out a solution and soon because this let's do nothing isn't working. Well, I understand that, you know, sediment removal, as it might be called, is is kind of an untouchable thing politically. If people are being politically correct, it's like, oh, you know, there are certain groups that anything that relates to any of that, it's, it's a non-starter. We won't even talk about it. But at the same, and we've talked about this on the show. I remember with flooding and and problems that they were having in Southwest Washington a couple of years ago, um, and they were talking about a pilot project down there, and it just was dropped basically because it was politically toxic to people apparently. But would an event like this get people talking about? You know, are there ways to do that? and protect fish, hey, let's get creative here rather than just dismiss things out of hand. I would, I certainly hope so. And, and I can already see just from a message I received in the last couple of days that, you know, obviously this is getting, this, this gets people's attention. Sadly, sometimes you need a crisis to move it to that spot. And we haven't had a bad flood for 30 years. So I guess that's, you know, that, that's, that's part of it. But, you know, clearly we need to be working harder at what solutions look like. Um, and and that's and th- there are groups in place that are looking at that, but there needs to be some urgency to that. Yeah. Rather than say, well, we have a concern, so we aren't going to even talk about a, a possible solution here. Let's talk it through. And okay, maybe if you have a concern, maybe there's something we can do about that concern, but still have the solution happen, have some sediment removal, manage the flow of the river better, um, so we aren't shipping all this water right through the town of Everson, right through the town of Sumas, and then on through Abbotsford, um, that's right. water from our basin up there, primarily, 
um, with some of theirs, I understand as well, that yes, caused and, that whole issue. And, and let's remember that that's happening the same way coming back this way. You know, the fish trap in Bertrand Creeks uh, have a tremendous amount of water that starts in Canada that yeah, comes our yeah, way. True. So it is not a one-way street here. Yeah, it it yeah. is a two-way street. We Just because we happen to use the 49th parallel as a, a break, <laughs> we've got water and issues yeah. that go both ways. Fred Lickle, Executive Director, Watkin Family Farmers, with us here on the Farming Show this morning. Thanks for uh, letting us know what you know, Fred, and, and I'm sure this will not be the last time we talk about this as our community has a lot of work ahead uh, to get back to normal. Is there such a thing? So thank you for your time this morning.